3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside Garage podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton, along with...
4: We Wallace, Conrad. And Cam Hart.
3: Today, we have a very special guest with us, former Notre Dame superstar, sure. um, Cincinnati Bengal, Cully Kareem. I want to say what's up to the people, Lid. What's up? What's up? How you been living? How's, how's the NFL life treating you?
5: You know, bro, it's, it's totally different from college, but uh, it's a huge blessing. Just a blessing to be here.
6: Wait, would you say the biggest difference is...
5: Um, the biggest difference, you definitely got a lot of. I think the relationship that you build is different mm. because it's not really. So, you, you, I feel like on those special teams where you do go deep in the playoffs and you make the Super Bowl, it's a family. But I feel like on a lot of teams, a lot of people are there for one week and go on the next. So, you don't have that time to build those four year relationships. You may be able to. Just meet a guy during camp and that's it. And then, you know, right. you maintain yeah. the relationship after. That's cool. But if you don't, you don't. So I think that's the biggest difference with the relationships.
4: Gotcha. What was like the, you just completed your second year. What was like the biggest difference between year one and year two?
5: I would say um, being more comfortable with the playbook. Um, I think I for everybody here, it was probably really hard to play and learn football over Zoom. So that's what we really had to do for my first maybe three four months of OTAs till camp. Uh, most of that was on Zoom, so I had to learn all the plays, everything, you know, in, on a notebook, which is fine. But you didn't have the opportunity to go out there on the field and you yeah. know make the mistakes and make the corrections. So that was yeah. the biggest, you know, challenge for me. But then year two, we were back in the building, so we were able to actually go out there, walk through stuff, clean up a lot of stuff that I was confused on before, and it just made you know a world of difference.
6: I never really thought about like how the freshmen had to, I mean, not the freshmen, the rookies had to adapt to like the zoom uh, lifestyle. Even the freshmen in college, that's probably just tough on them generally.
5: I mean, it was tough on everybody, but more specifically for guys who are new to the system, just trying to learn something virtual and, you know, you can't walk through it. I feel like walk through, that's a very slept on part of football.
3: Honestly. That's where you get all the nice
5: stuff.
3: For sure. So obviously. Super Bowl this year didn't go the way you wanted it to, but still it was a great experience. I'm sure it was Um, that run the playoffs, everything like that. Everybody doubting y'all. So just what from your eyes, what was your
5: experience going through the playoffs in the Super Bowl? I think the thing that made, you know, the biggest difference for us is just take it, you know, as a normal game. Obviously, we're playing for a lot. You know, we have a lot riding on every game, but treat it as a normal game. Everything will work itself out, Uh, not trying to do too much. You know, everyone just doing their job. And I feel like that's what really carried us all the way.
4: What was the locker room environment like? like like when y'all got into the playoffs, like did it shift like did everyone was kind of like all right, now it's time, you know what i'm saying let's let's go in let's go and get this
5: most definitely, everybody was had the same hunger from the beginning, yeah. but like there was a like it was a different fuel to the fire like we, we knew the team that we had and we knew the opportunity that we had in front of us, and so that's something that every kid dreams of from the, you know for me it was from when I was six years old and so I knew what I wanted and the team knew what we wanted. So we just went out there and we got it. I mean, we were down a few, you know, a few games. What is it? uh, Tennessee, Kansas City, we were down. But, you
2: know,
5: we believed in ourselves. We were, like, going back to what I was saying about the relationships, that was a family. That team was a family. and We played for each other. We played for the guys to the left and right of us. And so that's what truly got us where we wanted to be.
4: What was interesting about y'all was, I feel like y'all was kind of like a a dark horse. Like, I didn't, I didn't think y'all was gonna make it that far, honestly. Off, off ribs, like when y'all first <laughs> got to the playoffs, I, when I, I was like, looked at the teams. I'm like, the Bengals. I'm like, eh, I don't know, but y'all really surprised me. And I mean, y'all got a, like a, y'all got a lot of young stars, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like y'all had the, I don't know, the chemistry to do it. But like the way y'all pulled it off, I thought was really impressive, and I was really, I was really proud of you. I was really proud of you and the team, really. But I mean. At right, First, it. I was like, ain't no way the bagels make it to, <laughs> to the Super Bowl. That's okay. No way. I think
6: it's just because it's a new name.
5: Yeah. Like, bro, I, I, I think it's just because in the past we weren't, you know, that successful. But like I said, we believed in each other, and that's all we needed. Only people yeah. you need is the guys in that locker room. And that's, you know, the mindset that we carried, carried around is, like, all the outside knows it doesn't matter. Only thing that matters are the people in this locker room. They gets crazy. Yeah.
6: Just two years ago, what, Joe Barrows? No one pick, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was two years ago, you guys were like the worst, well, the worst, considered the worst team in the league, and then announced <laughs> that. Was, that was bad. <laughs> no, I'm saying, bro, is this? I, I that's think that's. I, that. I that's think that's right. why people think about it like that. Like the Bengals were just mm-hmm. had the first overall pick, and then now they're they're playing in the Super Bowl. It's this crazy fast turnaround.
5: I mean, you can say the same thing about the uh, 49ers. So was like that 2019? They had the what number one, number two pick, and straight to Super Bowl next year. Yeah. And I think. The crazy thing about it is, if Joe doesn't go down and get hurt, I don't wish injury on anybody. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't get hurt, I don't, we don't get the draft picks. We don't get Jamar Chase. We don't get. who yeah. right. Helped us along True. the way to get Man. us to where we need to be. I'm not saying that we needed Joe to get hurt to get us to where we are, but everything you know happened for a reason.
4: Yeah, yeah. it all came. To, it all came together for sure. How
6: exactly? Yeah. How was it playing with him? Like, is he? Like what everybody expects, like this cool, chill, laid back dude who this natural leader or what?
5: Yeah, Joe's Joe's cool. I mean, <laughs> you, you if you would see Joe walking, on this, like if you didn't know football, you wouldn't you know think twice about it. Who was who that guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a real chill dude, very likable. One thing I appreciate about him is uh, once I got drafted, he was one of the first dudes to text me like, "Hey, you know, Joe, you know, nice to meet you. You know, let's go win a championship." So I really appreciate it about him and. One thing I noticed that not a lot of people are like this in the league is he knows everyone that locker room on a name to name basis and, mm-hmm. and have a mm-hmm. conversation with anybody. So, like having that type of leader in your locker room is huge. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Are him and Jamar's chemistry like? I feel like that's kind of unfair. Like it's they crazy. Go, they it's go crazy. from college winning <laughs> national championship, like dominating. You put them on the same team, it's like kind of unfair. Like how describe describe like their chemistry, their relationship.
5: Bro, it's almost like I can't because. It's it's like like if you have a brother, like, you guys are just on a different wavelength, and mm-hmm. people can see it, but, like, you just don't know, like. Don't understand it. Is,
4: it no. Yeah.
5: No. <laughs> they just click, and and it works. So, hey, you, keep doing
4: it. It worked. It definitely works. works.
3: <laughs> I want to ask, like, back to the Super Bowl. Like, at what point, mm-hmm. it was after you guys beat the Chiefs? Was it before the National Anthem? Like, at what point did it hit you, like, I'm
5: really about to play in the Super Bowl?
3: In my second I gotcha. year.
5: Um, so, yeah. It didn't set in at all. Like even that whole week, we're you know we're practicing, we're going to different events. And, Yeah, you know, okay, it's just a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. exactly. But it, 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 exactly <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't until I went to you know pregame warmers before we put on the pads. You know, just going out there and doing my you know activation and coming up. Like when I walked out that tunnel and I looked up, I'm just like, bro, I'm here. Yeah, and I was. I was excited at that <laughs> moment, and then it for me, it, it really, it really, you know. It yeah, for me when we were walking out the tunnel before um before we were introduced and the lights are off and you know, there's just, you know, the orange colors, music blaring, you got the smoke. I'm like, yo, this is
2: everything I dreamed of is right here in front
5: yeah. of you. And bro, it was an unbelievable
6: feeling. Mm. Unbelievable. I feel like there's like a um like a stigma, like comparing college and NFL, like the NFL is more so like a business, like people don't really be able to create that bond. Like, you know how like you and Daylon were like best friends throughout college. And like, that was your boy. Yeah. Is that, is that like stigma true? And then NFL straight business. I mean, you got your boys, but at the end of the day, like, like you said, you never know when this guy's going to go to the next team or get traded or whatever. So how, how is that? Like, how should we like um, trying to go into the NFL, take that?
5: Come to it with definitely the mindset that this, that this is a business. Definitely have fun throughout the process, you know, make friends, you know, it may build those relationships, but like I said, it's, it's hard because you don't know when someone else is leaving, when you're leaving. So that's the difficult part. But it's most definitely a business. Like people always talk about how college is, a, you know, a billion dollar industry. And mm. It's a big business, but in the NFL, you really see it for what it is, Bro. and mm. it's it's hard to describe it unless you're in it because there's something that I've been through that people are like, "No, nah, that's not even like can't be real." I'm like, "Oh, it definitely is," but. You can't fathom it until you step foot in that industry. And I feel like that that's the biggest thing. Uh, just don't be shocked, I guess, by anything that you see. I mm. Just just accept it. I, w- I won't say accept it, but see it for what it is and understand that this is just a part of the business. And learn how to move accordingly throughout that process.
4: So yeah. kind of with that, would you say like... Could you compare, like, a difference of how, like, a coach approaches talking to the team after a loss in college That's the NFL? Because, like you said, it's a little bit more of a business. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a big difference between, like, how, like, your head coach in college and then, like, the head coach in the NFL? Like, let's, not to bring it up again, but, like, let's say like, after the Super Bowl loss. Like, was were guys, mm-hmm. like, very intent and locked in on him? Was it more like, I'm packing up and getting ready to go? Or was there a big difference between college and NFL or not really?
5: I feel like the biggest thing that you have to take into you know, account when you're thinking about how coaches are after a loss, in college, one loss will ruin your season. Facts. Like, yeah. you can have a loss and you'd be out of playoff contention. Yeah. And the pros, you can get in with, you know, six, you know, possibly seven losses. So yeah. you just got to keep the guys in the locker room motivated to keep going. I feel like that was – I think, what, were we 10-7 and seven this year? Um and those losses definitely hurt, but it wasn't like, you know, the, the world was ending. So we're like, okay, right. we still have an opportunity. But there's still a chance. But th- that's the biggest thing for us, just to keep things in perspective. Like, it's not over after one loss. Oh, right. um, but after the Super Bowl, that locker room was – you could literally hear a pin drop. Like, real. it was yeah. quiet. Like, guys weren't really – like, it didn't seem real. It's, it's almost like we, we worked so hard, we got to where we wanted to go, and, like, I don't want to say the season was a waste, but it's like we did so much. We practiced for so long. You know, we grinded. We did everything just to get here and not win that. I feel like that's the part that hurt the most. Yeah. is We did everything. <laughs> everything fell into place for us. It wasn't like, you know, we just went out there, you know, didn't play, you know, good football because right. those, those were some great guys I played with. And we, you know, we put our hearts out. It just, you know, didn't have it for us.
3: Yeah, I don't think people realize how long that season is if you get to that point. you yeah. played, 17 like 20, games, 21, bro. 21 games, 20, bro. 20, 21 games?
4: 21? 21 games. That's the Super Bowl.
5: If you really want to think about it, it was 24 because we played the three preseason games. Preseason, yeah. And mm-hmm. then we went the whole season. And yeah. th- this was the longest, I think, um, this is the longest NFL season in history. Yeah, because that's, that's the, the first game? year that we've... Ex- yeah, the actual yeah. game. And so... For us to even make it to that point, it, it was huge. But bro, that season is long. Especially yeah. so if you're a rookie. If you're a rookie, you going to a Super Bowl uh, team. You're going from playoff games. To if 24. you win a but th- think about if you win a national championship in college. The season's over. What? Maybe second week of January.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right.
5: Then you you jump right into your combine prep, doing all that stuff. And then you, after you get drafted, you go straight to a rookie meeting camp, OTAs. You have a little, you know, couple week break. Then you go to camp. You go preseason. You go to the season. You got postseason. Then you get the <laughs> Super Bowl. You don't like you almost don't stop for two whole years straight. That's good. Like I'm just now that? getting my offseason. Like my offseason <laughs> just started like last week. <laughs> Dang, that's sad. How is it like going up at of how going up of how long
4: it is? how do you mentally stay in it? How do you mentally, like What's some practices people do like to mentally keep themselves afloat? You know what I'm saying?
5: My biggest thing is just having a separation between football and life. Like you can't bring it home. You go through so much stuff. I mean, that's like, that is your job. It's all you have to worry about. I mean, obviously college at, you know, class, football, a bunch of other stuff, but in the pros, you have football. That is your main goal. That is everything. And so you have to do everything you can, either you know eating right, taking care of your body, uh, hydration, nutrition, all that type of stuff. And but once you leave the building, for me, I was like, you know what? Let me decompress. I need to step away because you go through, you know, you have so much stimulation during the day that when you get home, you just kind of want to just relax.
2: So mm, yeah. one
5: thing I did, I picked up a new hobby. Um I started building Legos. Legos. I peeped. So,
4: okay. I've been peeping Smart, <laughs> <you. laughs> That's smart. So That's what smart what is it about elevate. that? What is it about that that is it like relaxing? Is it like a mind? You know what I'm saying? Like what what is it?
5: It's relaxing and it's time for me to just be focused on one thing and not be bothered by anybody else. Like it's just me, myself doing the activity. Um, I may have some music in the background, but it's just really time for me to have like quiet time to myself because during the day I'm always around you know 50 60 guys you know taking my attention and my time so mm-hmm. when i go home chill out i do what i need to do for myself then i go about my night
2: live alone Makes sense
5: oh uh, no my girl isn't got you got you got you and two dogs what wait two what dogs? kind of dogs do you have german shepherd and we got a lab mix
3: that's live dog. two great dog. dogs yeah two great dog breeds um
0: to start listening
3: so obviously coach golden was he was dc for you guys right mm-hmm. uh, linebacker. linebackers coach. Uh, linebackers coach okay and now he's yep. the dc at notre dame and mm-hmm. how do you think knowing him coming from being coached uh, around him not specifically by mm-hmm. him but how do you think he'll fit in at notre dame
5: bro I, I think he'll do great at notre dame i think al is actually better in college than the nfl mm. um not not saying he's not a great coach cause He's, wait, he's wait, phenomenal. wait. Pause, 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 pause.
3: Do y'all refer to your coaches as their first name? By their first name? So Yeah, sometimes. Oh, that, that's a little weird. <laughs> that right. is that's a little cruel. weird. i was <laughs> like, just like going coach, with it, bro. I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Is it, like coach is it like a
4: coach owl? Or
3: is it like, yo, out?
5: Sometimes like, yo, owl. Like...
3: <laughs> Imagine going up to Coach Lee and saying,
2: Oh
5: Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Clark. Well, <laughs> that but that that's the thing. We're all professionals here. This is a business we're all, all right, grown right, in. Right, so right, right, we're right. gonna treat each other as such. In some cases, if coaches are older, like my outside linebackers coach, he's like 65. I can't call him, you know, Mark. Yeah. Like I just call like him Duff or Coach Duff. Yeah. But no, but going back to Al, Al's Al's great. I mean, he recruited me in high school when he was mm. at uh University of Miami. So wow. I built a little bit of a relationship with him there. They got to the league, he was there and dude's was phenomenal. He's he knows football like the back of his hand. And so um one one thing I appreciated him like about him is what helped us the most is halftime he would come in, have all the things scripted out all of our mistakes and he wouldn't, you know, you know, come at anyone or disrespect anyone. He'd be like, heck you need to get this done, get this done and we'll, and we'll come out and we'll shut the team down in the second half.
4: I heard and about I he heard that about y'all. Today. I heard y'all had like um I forgot what the stat was, but like, y'all's second half adjustments were like, that was like y'all's signature. That was, I mean, that was a lot, a lot of the times y'all would come back from these games. I'm thinking about the Chiefs game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. First, First
5: three points in the second half.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy.
5: But but another thing with, with Al is that I think he, he's really huge on relationships. Like, he's the same guy every single day, full of energy, excited to see guys, excited to come to work. And I think what's, what's good about college is he'll have that time to develop those. Relationship in those players. Uh, I feel like in the league, you're dealing with a lot of guys who are already developed in their ways, has their, you know, their ways, how they're, how they, how they go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like in college, you know, you can make a player how you want them. Not, not saying coaches come that in with really players, but <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> sounds, sounds bad. Yeah. You can, you can, re, you can that's truly true. mold a yeah. player into that's how right. you see you them being no, fit. Yeah. So I think college would do great for him. He's going to do great in Notre Dame. Honestly.
6: That's good. Good to hear. Hey, how's, um, don't you know how, and maybe I'm just digging too deep into it, but don't you know how in college, like everything's broken down? Like my position, like your position coach, basically your head coach, essentially. Coach Austin here, like that was y'all dude. Like you guys didn't really associate with Coach Light or like the linebacker yeah. coaching. You know what I mean? So, how's that in the league? Mm-hmm. Is like it, is all the coaches like coaching like a big group or is your position coach your head coach? Like, how is that? How's that breakdown?
5: Um, that's a good question. Uh, so, I'll take you on like a typical Wednesday or Thursday for us just to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll come in, uh, go to a ST meeting in the morning, and then you go to OD meetings. When you go to OD, OD meetings, we're all in the group from, you know, the back seven to the front four. Everybody's together. Mm-hmm. DC kind of goes over the game plan. Um, D-line coach will go over the r- run stop. And then sometimes we'll leave, like Coach Al, he'll come in and he'll talk about the passing game, or the TV's coach will come talk about the passing game. So we'll learn little bits and pieces like that throughout the day. But we're predominantly with our um, our position coaches. But mm-hmm. every coach has a has an impact on like how we're playing, that like means. how we're defending. Like we have to know how they're defending the pass, so we can know how to rush the quarterback the proper way. Sure so everybody's you know working together. Nice. So it, it's it's a little bit more as a unit thing in college.
3: When going into a game plan this year, was there one player who like? The coaches, not that they're like frantically scrambling, trying to figure out a way to game plan for him, but was there one player that was like, oh, we really got to lock in on this dude to stop him?
5: Let's see, let's see. Um, for, for one, you, you got to respect Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah. That's a that's a guy yeah. you, you literally <laughs> have to, I won't say you change your whole game plan for him, but you definitely prep weeks in advance. Like, we'll prep for Lamar in OTA, just because we have to play him twice a year. So we have to know. Fair, how fair. To stop him. Facts. Mm. Um, what is, how do you prep for that? How do you prep for that, though? It's it's similar to like you asked, like, how do you prep? It's like when we play Navy. Oh, like, gotcha. there's no uh, way. Facts. You
3: could, we definitely we did Navy no way in could, camp. We this definitely year, did that. Yeah. You
5: know, yeah. 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 Really, yeah. Yeah. Like, that you put a up. receiver or running back at quarterback and let them just work. Yeah. And so that's how you really have to play
3: it. That's live. That's live, though. So obviously, the combine's coming up. I think guys started going out there on Monday um, to Indianapolis. The combine prep and combine experience was a little different for you because COVID hit like right after the combine, right? Y'all got the combine, but after yep. that, you had to do like own personal pro and stuff like that, right?
5: Bro, th- that whole experience was crazy. Um, <laughs> it was like like you have a vision of how things should go, and then you get there and your world is just flipped upside down. Right. Um, for me, it was a little different too because – at that point in time, I had just got surgery on my left lapel because I tore it against Duke my senior year. And I didn't know until I think after we played Stanford, uh, the final game. And so then I played the, the bowl game with it and got it fixed after. So my first three weeks of combine prep, I was just, you know, doing normal, regular stuff. And then I got it fixed. So then my whole combine experience was just more so mental, just getting prepared for mm. the interviews. Uh, the meetings with different coaches, GMs. So my experience is going to be totally different than someone else who's 100 uh, healthy. But um, my advice, I guess, to anybody going to the combine is just to take the whole experience in. There's not too many people that will be able to say, "Yeah, you know, I went to the combine." Yeah. So enjoy the moment. But as soon as you step off that plane, it is a job interview. Like, be on your best, look your best. You know, treat everyone with respect because the NFL, bro, they will. You know, they'll hire people to do, you know, they'll hire someone to be a waitress or someone to drive the bus. So they're always watching you. So just be on the yeah, team. That's, right. that's what
3: uh, I was. That's I was actually nice. told that, like, they say, like, people are like following your group all day and then they'll report yeah. back to teams like grade you like 10. Like he did well. One, like this dude's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, and you wouldn't even know. It's just like people, personnel around you and they're just kind of reporting on you.
6: it's It's weird. Mm, the yeah, I, I lost right there. Um, wait, crazy. did you did, did you participate? Crazy. Like, did you run, uh do the bench no. and all that stuff?
5: You didn't do anything, bro. I didn't do a single thing. Um, but <laughs> nah, <laughs> I was, bro, I was just finesse. there supporting my guys. <laughs> bro, I've never
2: read a, I've never read a forty. i bro.
6: And never read a forty, bro. That's hey, yeah. crazy.
4: I respect that. I respect that,
6: bro.
5: It doesn't matter once you get here. Yeah. Like, yeah. how fast you can run. Okay. How fast you can run definitely matters. How <laughs> strong you matters. Like, All those, oh, yeah, bro, my vert was a 40. Bro, nobody cares. Why so do you think they view? put
3: so much weight on that in the pre draft process then, if they know that?
5: Bro, I, re- I really don't know. Like, it, sometimes it makes no sense because feel like sometimes they want you just to do stuff just to do it mm-hmm. and just yeah, see if definitely. you can lock yeah. in and prepare for. You know, weeks on and then perform when it's time. I feel like mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest thing because they truly don't care, bro. I mean, they know if you can play or not. Your, your film will speak for itself, honestly. And that that's the biggest thing for I me. Mean, that's all, I, and that's what really a lot of guys had to go off of. Um, my draft process was because uh, we didn't get the pro day, so they're like, "Hey, you just got to let your film speak for itself." And you have good film, you have good film. Not mm-hmm. you might be out of luck. Right. So you have you have like
6: no idea what your forty might be, bro. I
5: have,
2: you know. <laughs> Don't <spectacular>. gas <guess> <laughs> Don't gas
5: Don't so, gas I'm not, I'll, 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 being real, I'll be in the 4-7 range. I'm not the fastest, but I-, I That's good for them. your size, though. What are you, like, yeah, like my, 265? Yeah, 6'4", 265. Oh, that's, money.
3: that's money. That's pretty that's good. Good. That's that's good. good. That is money. Yeah.
4: Good,
3: Just, like, going through combine, uh, like, the draft process, obviously you get interviewed by a lot of teams, and, like, I was doing, like, a mock interview the other day, it's like mm. a former gym, like they brought in just for us to practice. And like, I'm answering a regular question, like, yeah, I grew up here or there. Like, blah. like he cuts me off. He's like, do you think you're more of an apple or an orange? And I was like,
5: nah,
4: mm. bro. bro, okay, so, really an
5: apple, bro. <laughs> so. So, bro, there, there's certain things where it's like, <laughs> they'll ask you a question, like, is it like do you like cats or dogs? You yeah. always go with the masculine answer, yeah. like with everything. What is the
4: masculine or answer in apple and orange? Apple. 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 Is it what? Wait, like I said oh, apple, wow. and then With I crispy.
3: said because I don't have to be peeled back. Like I'm just saying what I am. <laughs>
2: Shut up. That's
4: why you. That's why you are orange. That's why you are low key orange. That's why he's orange. Yeah, Damn. bro. Yeah. Well, the question. The question they ask is
5: so crazy. Like, give me some bizarre, dude, I, some I bizarre give... stuff that they ask you. Um. So I didn't get too much bizarre stuff, but it was some stuff that just caught me off. Like. I, I shut the hand with the coach. I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing? He gets right to it. When was the last time you smoked a blunt? I said, what? <laughs> 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 I was like, what? I've never smoked a day in my life. He's like, no, never, never tried it. No. I said, coach, nothing. I said, you can test me right now. I've never <laughs> smoked
4: anything. That's crazy. Like,
5: hmm, okay. Interesting. I just kept writing stuff down. So it, it was, it was stuff like that. Like there's, there's some, well, I'll tell you this. If they ask you a question, assume they already know the answer to it Fact. because yeah. they've done their research. So don't lie. Just be honest. So, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have anything for them to really dig up. So I was just having a good time with it.
6: Jeez, yeah, that's good. That's crazy. That's that's good. Good. Some people probably be stressing. stressing. They like, damn, yeah. I was tripping this one time.
5: This <laughs> <laughs> right, no. one time, bro. I, just, I
6: don't even know, bro. Apple's in, are in the, the honesty,
5: they, they, they just want to see if you want to be honest. Like, don't lie to them. Like mm. and just keep it keep it a whole band where they'll be like, Hey I'm this honest. will happen, nice. you know, I learned from it, you know, I've grown, but this is how, and you know, we're on sure. the right path now. So
4: mm.
5: I always want
6: kinda of wanted to notice, Did you have any idea that you were going to the Bengals? Like no mm, idea.
5: No idea. No, I, I mean, bro, it's like if you're not a top ten guy, Mr Hamilton, <laughs> um <laughs> 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 you
2: you Knock
5: on wood. <laughs> you truly don't know where you're going to get drafted. Like you have, you know, some notion like okay, they say I'm, you know second or third round, but even when they say second or third, you can ch- you can drop all the way to the fourth. Mm. And so you really have no idea. Like when I got the call, bro, I was I was a little pissed because I'm like, you know, the people were telling me you know second, third round. I'm like, okay, bet. So more like a day two. Mm. Had, and this is during COVID, so couldn't have the party. Like I had everything planned. Texted the whole D-line, like, yo, I'm going to out of house. You, you know, y'all know, boys come down. We'll celebrate. Couldn't do that. So, Dale and the audit they came just because they lived, lived 15 minutes down the street. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there. Guys are just getting drafted. drafting. drafted, and I'm like, hmm, like, my time. And night was over. I was like, well, dang. I guess, you know, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Next day, fourth round comes. That's over. I'm like, bro, am I, I start questioning, like, am I actually good at football? Bro. And <laughs> bro like it really like because this is all you dreamed about and people you know tell you agents you know scouts gms they tell oh yeah, we're going to take you here yeah. but they have no clue yeah. they literally have no clue mm. And so i in that moment bro i was just you know kind of getting pissed off because the fourth round had just ended i was like you know what let me take a break went and changed my dog's food and water as i'm changing i get a call from a from a five one three number i'm like who is
2: this
5: Hey, it's Zach Taylor, you know, from the Cincinnati Bengals, you know. want to make you a Bengal. I was like, all right. cool. <laughs> and, and I walked in the room. I was like, who's that? I said, it's the Bengals. And everybody got excited. I was uh, like, oh, shoot, I just got drafted. And then, like, <laughs> two minutes later, my name goes across the ticker. So th- that, was, that was a huge moment for me. Sheesh. Did you fly out right out there the next day? Bro, so normally that happens, but COVID, I didn't go to Cincy until the got drafted in April. I moved there in June. Just, I wanted to get started because we didn't know when we were going to start. We didn't wind up uh, getting to camp until like last week of July. So i was there like a month, month and a half before need needed to be there, but we just didn't know when things weren't we were going to get the okay to, you know, get in person. So sure I wanted to get that head start, get set up so that when I get there, I can just focus on playing football. Mm,
3: yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Is uh is Cincinnati drivable to your home to where you're from?
5: Michigan, no, it's, Michigan, it's literally four hours. That's Four hours. That's dope. Like it, it's very central. I'm four hours from Nashville. I'm seven hours from Atlanta. Um, like four hours from Notre Dame. Right. Yeah, hour and a half. Yeah. From Indy. Like I'm really central. I can pretty much go anywhere I want. That's,
6: just that's dope. that's
5: in Detroit, right?
6: Dope.
5: Uh, right outside Detroit. I mean, Burning
6: you know. You definitely yeah, claimed Detroit tri- when you he was here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That was thing. <laughs> does, your, uh, does
4: your family make it to the games a lot? Come and support a lot,
5: bro. So, like I said, being so close and playing in the AFC North, we pretty we play in Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, and those are all pretty much drivable for my parents. So they were yeah. pretty much at every game, besides like maybe one or two games the whole we'll season.
4: That's still that so, nice. That's no, awesome. That's love. Going back
6: to going back to Indy, how would you um? Like just thinking back on like the experience, is there anything you regret? Anything that you like? Uh, have any advice for us going into our last year? Like anything?
5: Take take it all in, man. I mean, I feel that's really generic, but but it's the truth. Like the world is so different from what Notre Dame actually is. I feel like Notre Dame is like a utopian society where everything <laughs> is there O-A for
4: success. Damn,
5: bro. Like you think? Like you think? Bro, like, this is so bad. Like, training table is (laughs) terrible. Man, like, you have no clue, like, how good we have it until, like, you're at a place where you don't have anything or you hear stories about. I heard stories like other guys in the locker room used to bring gloves, like, in a box. I'm like, bro, I don't remember the last time Notre Dame had a fight, like, in the locker room. Like, we were truly a family. And I feel like that thing, like, having that, you know, that bond between everybody from walk-ons to, you know, 5 star prospect like that truly is what made us great so take it all in and um use your resources man don't don't be afraid to ask for help and let those people help you because you get in the real world bro you're almost on your own
4: cool enough going off that how is the um Notre Dame network or connection or alumni like how is that playing out being outside uh, being outside of school
2: mm,
5: you you more have to you have to work for a little bit um you have to you know Reach out and, you know, find those people. They're not just going to come to you. hey, how can I help? Sometimes they will, but you have to reach out and ask those people for help, but they'll be more than willing to help you. Um, but the thing I will say is create those relationships now while your name is still buzzing, mm-hmm. while you still have that no Dame football player behind you because once you're done playing, you become less attractive. i not, not saying, you know, you're worth you know, is anything less, but you you're just not that Notre Dame football player anymore. So use that celebrity that you you know have right now to do everything you know to set up for your future. Because for me, once I'm on the NFL, it's like who are you? Like oh, okay, you know we'll think about it, but say hey, you know put in the NFL, like, put in the Cincinnati Bengals. This is what I want to do. Okay, how can we help? you? So that that's what I'm really taking advantage of right now. is using. You know, me, me and me the NFL the really opened up some doors that I didn't even think were possible to even open.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals,
0: just start listening.
6: If you're on me asking, mm. what do you want to do
5: after the league? I want, I want to be a marine biologist.
6: Mm, that's I remember that. That's
5: weren't, you, weren't
4: you interested in that no. in college?
5: See, here's the thing, bro. I was pissed off. I'm pissed. The Sarge, Sarge told me, like, <laughs> like for
4: you? disclaimer. Sarge is our academic advisor here at Notre Dame. So Y'all know.
5: Hey, Sarge is the best guy. But uh, <laughs> listen, he called, he, he caused me a lot of headaches. But that man worked for me. Uh, But he told me, one piece of advice that I'll tell everybody is that Sarge was like, this is the only time in your life when you can truly do what you want to do for free. Mm. Go to a bunch of different classes, see if you like it. If you don't, drop the class, pick another one. Everything's paid for, so why not? Mm-hmm. And see what you like and see what you're interested in. He never
6: put it down to no. me like that. Uh-huh. I know. I
2: never
5: <laughs> not
6: see it down to
2: me. It you, to take me this, you, yeah. say, you take you it is, this. Thing.
5: Your major's what? You gotta <laughs> take this class. What? <laughs> you have to take this class. <laughs> my, I come to schedule my classes.
3: My class already scheduled. <laughs> Man. Already well, like, like that,
5: that really hit home for me. And I was I was pissed off because it wasn't until literally, probably, Two weeks after I left Notre Dame, I'm like, I know what I want to do, and I knew I wanted to be in marine biology, but I had a business degree. I was freaking mad. I went the complete opposite direction, but I'm like, you know, I wish I would have, you know, known that back then. But to go back to the Notre Dame connections and the connections I've been making since being in NFL, I've been able to open up some doors and, you know, hopefully, you know, bypass certain, you know, degrees or you know, certifications I need to get me to where I want to be or, you know, just find people who are willing to help me get to where I want to be. But like that's right. the biggest thing for me.
3: So with that degree, do you want, or with, not with that degree, but within marine biology, do you want to do like conservation, like yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. That's dope. Um, that's dope.
5: Mainly conservation, large marine animals, like, you know, sharks, whales, dolphins, orcas, things of that nature. Um, so right now, actually, I'm on the uh, board of directors at uh, the Newport Aquarium in uh, Newport, Kentucky, literally right across the river mm. in Cincinnati. So I'm doing that just to, you know, yeah. help me get to where I want to be. And so, bro, I'm the, I'm the youngest person on that board for probably about 15, 20 years. Um, I'm the only person of color on that board. Um, you know, there's no knocking them, but it's like I'm knocking down walls, you know, that probably, you know, wouldn't be available to me if I was in the position that I am. So yeah. I'm going to take full advantage of that.
4: So, okay. What would be like your, your the steps to take to get there yeah, after the say. NFL?
6: what yeah. would the roadmap be like i don't even know but, when we that bridge.
5: it's not even across that bridge when i get there but it's i know the people who are you know in those uh positions of power and so i'm already reaching out to them asking how do i get there you know what i need to do and people right now are already reaching out like hey you know come down like there's a shark lab in bahamas they're like hey we'd love for you to be a, an ambassador we love you your, your interest in conservation so just let us know dude that's dope you, to, you know hop on the call so bro, i'm i'm really that's you know, dope. setting up now so as soon as you know my nfl you know professional career is over i can jump right into the next chapter of my
4: life That'd be nice. how many guys I, I think what you got going on is like that's pretty amazing i think that's everyone's dream as far as getting into the league and being able to like mm-hmm. diversify yourself how many guys would you say do that in the league or do you, do you think it's more people just i'm here to play football that's all i do
5: that's a tough one because that goes back to building relationships. So you have to have to talk to people find out what people are interested in. And there's some people who aren't going to uh, open up about everything they got going on in life because it's such a competitive league mm, that in right. some ways people are like, Hmm, what is he trying to do? Like, he's trying to cross me. So it's mm. kind of hard, but mm, the guy so. that I know in the relationship I've built, a lot of guys have some things, you know, set up for once they're done, they can just take off. Like one of my guys, uh, little McKenzie, he plays for the uh baltimore ravens dude has like a whole like podcast set up he's has like a whole um catering business he's doing like it's incredible like i would say work on your work on your life after football right now so that when it's actually over you're good you don't have to scramble oh i gotta go work you know it's a random nine to five just to put you know on the table, so you already have stuff set up, so yeah. When that time comes, you're set, you're good, you don't have to worry about
6: it. I think yeah. that's a huge <clears throat> misconception because Jerome Bettis, yeah, came and talked to us. Um, mm-hmm. was that last week? And he was, I don't know why, but this is like the first time I actually thought about this. Like, but he came there and he's like, You played 13 10 years in league, you're you're, you're done at 35, what are you gonna do for the rest of your life? Like, I think people,
5: bro, you legit have like 50, 60 exactly. years of life left to
6: live, and I think people, Man. like, I think people like have this oral like NFL money is like you make $10 million a year and you'll be set for life. Like that's not, it's not the way it's few not guys You say that what That's very few, very people. Few people yeah. very few people, very few
5: people. But that no, the, the few people who do like who are set up for success, that's because they have, they already had a plan in place before they even started. Mm. Like having, you know, a good team around you, you know, from your agent, your financial advisors, like the people who, you know, play, you know, major roles in your life and your development uh, that's that's huge uh, so like my advisor he told me he's like hey you give me 5 million he said I can set you up for the rest of, you don't have to worry about working like another job <laughs> I'm like, okay bet so I know for me for me to be set is 5 million now it's not like I'm chasing that number, but I know if I get there, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to put in yeah. control, right. but I know my family is going to be set up. So mm. I think that that's the best thing. Biggest advice I give is to also have a good team around you because you can't do everything on your own. And don't everything that you can because you can't. Right. And so I say that people aren't capable of doing it, but it's so hard. And It's okay to, you know, spend a little bit of money here, spend a little money there just to make sure that you're good. So all you have to do about is worry about playing on Sundays.
2: Mm.
3: Facts. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you this just to get your opinion on it, but have you seen Blackfish on Netflix? Uh, about the orca, yeah,
5: yeah. But I've seen so many documentaries, but what, probably so.
3: What are your thoughts on like uh, Sea World? Like people have like reservations about having animals there that should be in the wild.
5: Hmm. So I've actually had a conversation about this with our head of uh, what is her job. She, I, I forget her, I uh, forget her job. Her name is Erin Schultz. I had a real conversation with her about it because I was torn on it. I'm like, you know, what's your opinion? And she was like, it's good in some ways because, let's say, let's say the orca population drops, right? And you need, you know, to rebound that population, so you need breeding. So you go to these different, you know, wildlife parks, you know, SeaWorld, and they have these already stable um, number. And so you can regrow the population, things mm. like that. And so I'm like, hmm, I, didn't, I never looked at it that way. Oh, like boy. in some ways it's about conservation. In some ways it's about actually healing the animals, getting them back, getting able to go back out into the wild. In some ways it's for the preservation of the species itself. So it, you, it, it depends how you look at it. Like it's, it's really tricky, but I mean, you have to, you know, keep everything in perspective and everything in life is not just, you know, one way. I mean, once you start believing that your truth is the truth, you're totally wrong. Mm. So you have to be able to see everything through different lenses, I would say. So in some ways I support it, some ways I don't. Yeah.
3: I feel that. I feel that. Makes sense, yeah. So now we're moving on to Outside the Garage. Uh, this week's question comes from otf.fred11. And Lid, you're a big like Marvel DC guy, right? Yeah. Um, Batman or Iron Man? Let's say, who's your favorite and who ooh. will win in a fight?
5: Mm-hmm. Ooh, my favorite? Um, mm. ooh, okay. But, okay, so,
4: okay. <laughs> 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 so... He's about to pull out a packet. You, <laughs> hell information. You,
5: you can't just ask me, you know, Batman versus Iron Man, because you have to ask me which Batman we pick. Yeah. Uh, like, Christian uh, Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. Christian
2: Bale. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> mm. See, okay, here's the thing. I feel like we didn't get to see full Christian Bale because Heath Ledger died. I feel like that whole series would have been on a different freaking planet. Facts. But it's it's hard to go against Tony Stark. Um, It's hard to go against Iron Man. Iron Man. Well, Iron Man, I
6: agree. Yeah,
4: I was thinking Iron Man too. I
6: think Batman's my favorite though, but I would Iron Man in a fight.
5: I mean, Batman can't win. I'm sorry.
6: Tony has too much technology. Batman. Ben Affleck's Batman
3: beat Superman. Hell no. Buns. He beat Buns? Superman though.
4: Yeah, technically. I mean, te- ben Affleck beats <laughs> Batman's ass though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely say Iron Man for sure. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, Iron Man's dead. Batman's not.
5: <laughs> I
2: mean, te- but
3: again, I mean, he died for sure. the whole universe. But <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite though? Let me go with. I'm gonna I'm go. I'm going go with uh, Iron Man both times. Both answers, Iron Man. Why? Christian Bale. If we're talking Batman, that's my favorite. But I can just get behind Tony. I mean, got a, you know a little tearjerker at that. You know he <laughs> <laughs> That was just. he's, did, he's good with me?
3: He's did you me. cry uh, during Infinity
5: War or Endgame? Did I cry? Um, I was close. So. Both times, so me and Dalen, we saw every single Marvel film together. So, yeah, so well, I think Infinity War, it was me, Jalen Elliott, Devin Studstill, and uh, Dalen We're all in the movie, bro. We were going crazy. But I, I think... <laughs> ruining the movie for I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all just had to be ruining the, that shit. <laughs> In-game, bro, that... Uh, shed a little tear. I ain't gonna lie. For I up. did. <laughs> I, that won't hurt. That one
3: hurt. It was sad. That's like, yeah. how you know you invested. That's how you know you
6: invested. How um, long have you been into, like, um that type of stuff?
5: Since the first Iron Man, honestly. For I real? mean, mm-hmm. as a kid growing up, you, you know, you love superheroes and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I didn't read the comics. I'm a movie rich. I didn't read the comics. <laughs> but once it, you know, the you know big box office movies started coming out, I'm like, I get into this. Mm-hmm. So, I love this movie. You know, up. Day one
3: What's up. up. Well, Daylin, Erin, Daylin, no, because
2: yeah, we were dude. just talking about Daylin. All up. Uh, <gasps> that's on me. I was just about to give you props. Oh my too. God. No,
3: uh, I just want I'm to about say, to get
2: Lid, off. <laughs> Lid.
3: Um, I was actually about to give you props too, but Lid, thank you for coming on. I just want to say, like my freshman year, you. I was in your section, and like during camp and all that stuff, in your section, like new kid, and like you were always like same guy every single day. Let me use your shark when I needed to get my tape off my, my ankles. And hey,
5: I, I always keep two sharks on me. <laughs>
4: right. So I say,
3: appreciate you, man. Uh, glad you're doing well. Yeah.
5: Appreciate you coming
4: on. Appreciate you, my you guy, man. Nice Appreciate you buddy. coming yeah. on, bro. Nice to see you, good. Nice
5: appreciate to see you doing well, man. man. Yeah, I at Hey, I'm going hey, to be at the spring game, so y'all boys better act right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> bet that, bet that. Uh, yeah.
3: All right, thanks for listening this week, and we'll see y'all in a few days. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate
4: y'all.
2: it. Cheers.